0: Hey y'all, this is Carrie, and welcome back into the podcast where we're just two sisters who are wild about Jesus, love a holistic approach, and are committed to being better today than we were yesterday. I'm all about investing in yourself and my sister, she's pretty much a kitchen expert and we're in this together to help you take the upgrade. If you're new here, we want to welcome you. Here's what you can expect. Each week on Wednesday, we'll share an inspiring interview on a topic, concept, or just some encouragement. And some weeks on Monday, we'll bring you a mini episode sharing a quick thought or tip we have from you. We always want to encourage you to share this episode out. If you feel that it's been helpful to you or you think of someone when you're listening to it and just know they would love it, please share that out because we want to get this message out to more and more people. Speaking of that, we would absolutely be so thrilled if you would go and leave us a review. This is how we can get our message out to more people and we would just really appreciate that. Actually, today I want to take time to read a special review that someone left us. So this review today comes from Angie. She says, I've known Carrie and Julie for many, many years, and they are both such wise, thoughtful, and determined ladies. They always have been. I love that on this podcast, they are transparent, honest, encouraging, and offer practical and challenging ways to improve or upgrade your health. Give it a listen. It's such a great podcast for driving, walking, or just to listen to whenever you can. Thank you, Angie. We truly appreciate your kind words and the time that you took to go and leave us a review. Okay, so on to today's episode, I'm really, really excited for you to listen in on the chat I recently had with my good friend, Andrea Ryan. She is actually someone that I met in the bathroom line, so don't ever overlook a chance to introduce yourself, get to know somebody. She is just a wealth of knowledge, and I'm so glad that I introduced myself in the bathroom line. Um, Dr. Andrea Ryan is actually a chiropractor, and so she's going to share some of her knowledge, wisdom, and experience that she's had over the past years on just her holistic health and the the choices that she's making for her family and she's really has a a strong focus and desire to help women specifically moms kind of create a better health care system for their family and to create their own natural toolbox also, some of her passions are travel, spending time with family and reading, connecting with others. She also loves her 5 a.m. routine, so we will kind of dig into that, and she just has so much knowledge and wisdom to share. So let's go on and dive in. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Well, Andrea, I want to welcome you into the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today and just really cannot wait to dive into a little bit of your story and how you just help people with taking natural medicine really integrating it into their home and creating their own natural toolbox so let's dive right into a little bit more about yourself your background you know married kids college all the stuff i want people to get to know you a little bit better
1: thank you so much for having me carrie and i'm in love with your accent i say this every time (laughs) i talk to you because i went to school in georgia so every once in a while Oh, I, if I know by the know that. Yeah, in, in, just north of Atlanta. Ooh. And so if by the end of the call, I'm throwing out uh, you know, a y'all or
0: something. <laughs> I love it. Those
1: <laughs> lines, it's your influence.
0: that might make me proud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my husband jokes with me that every time we're around someone with a Southern accent, he says mm-hmm. within like a half hour, I start <laughs> to drop, you know, Southern Yes, so you know idioms or whatever that I they, the uh, that I start picking up. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit of background on myself. I'm from north of Toronto in a city called Barrie, Ontario, mm-hmm. and what actually brought me to the south is chiropractic college. I was in chiropractic college in, oh gosh, I graduated 2002. And I was just north of Marietta, Georgia, or north of Atlanta, in Marietta, Georgia. Okay. And yeah, we did chiropractic college there. That's where I met my husband. Oh, now, nice. husband. At the time, uh, we were just dating, mm-hmm. and he's originally from New York or New Jersey, I should say. We lived in New York. He's originally from New Jersey, so we lived in the states for five years. Uh, we got married, and then after we were pregnant with um, our first baby, I um, convinced him to move home. We didn't, back to my home. We didn't move home until um, after she was born. She was born in the States, but we moved back up here and have been living in my hometown for the last, oh gosh, it's 12 years now. So Mm -hmm. it's amazing how quickly time flies.
0: (laughs) Definitely. And y'all are covered in snow. (laughs) Oh
1: yes. (laughs) It has been a frigid week for the last week. We have had temperatures as low as minus 40 it felt like minus forty-two Celsius, which I don't know what that is Fahrenheit. I know it's oh really cold. Goodness. Yeah, it was it was very very cold last uh, last week, and today's today's pretty chilly. We got a good dumping of snow last night.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm like waiting for it to be seventy next week. <laughs> I'm jealous I'm like oh it's it's forty it's cold, so i'm not gonna I'm not going complain to you <laughs> oh every year, every
1: year, it gnaws on me a little bit more, and we think, Oh, maybe we should move back south, but so far we're we're still good here. our kids are in school, we have three kids, so it's okay. just easier for us to stay. Put for now because we want them to be able to finish out their schooling. So just more travel that means for us,
0: more vacation. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, I would love to dive in. Just, you know, speaking of um, going to chiropractic school that you were just speaking about and, you know, kind of the, what happened between then and now, you know, kids yeah. and career change and all of that, you know, help us understand kind of what that transition looked like. Sure.
1: So as I mentioned, I think we have three kids. They're 12, uh, 9, and 6. And we so we've been here for twelve years, and my husband and I are both chiropractors. And we ended up working alongside my stepmom, who was a chiropractor, for a few years. And then when my son was born, um, so that was in two thousand and nine, we ended up purchasing the practice from my stepmom. Mm-hmm. So then we ran and really started to focus it more on a family-run, family-focused practice. Um, chiropractic. We are very much a wellness-based practice, focused with families and kids and uh, a lot of pregnant women. And um, my husband loved working with athletes. He was an athlete all through college. So we, we just sort of had this um, amazing, thriving, perfect practice. I mean, we just really loved what we did. Uh, about four years ago now, um, doTERRA was introduced to me. We had always gravitated more towards natural forms of healthcare, obviously being chiropractors. That was yes. part of it. Um, but you know, naturopathy and looking at nutrition as a huge component of our self care, uh, looking at exercise and emotional support and health and our mental health and n- natural remedies when it came to our healthcare issues. And so, when Doterra was kind of dropped in my lap, I we'd already been using a little bit with essential oils, but this really was a huge pivot for me because we just took it. Well, I took it to a whole new level Mm -hmm. in our house, in terms of bringing them in. And um, in October of 2017, so it's been a year and a bit now. I chose to actually leave practice and focus full time with DoTerra essential oils. Mm -hmm. Love that.
0: You know, yeah, I just I love that they go together so well. And that now you have all of that experience that you can now couple with all of the, the new things that you've learned, you know, just with, with incorporating doTERRA in your family first, I know, and then taking it out into so many other families. I think that's such a great combination. Sure. It's been,
1: you know, I I was always a very firm believer in education. So understand, And not just, not meaning education from school, although that's obviously important, but we were always you know, promoting workshops at our office. And tr- and we would teach about nutrition and natural remedies and, you know, showing people how to stretch and, you know, everything that really truly encompassed a, a wellness lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So this just fit so naturally into what we already taught, which was, um, you know, both my husband and I believe very strongly that our bodies are designed perfectly and that they are just Beautiful examples of how they can be self-healing, and as long as within the right uh, environment, we our bodies can do what it needs to do. It's not that it doesn't need help every once in a while. Um, certainly, our bodies can get overwhelmed and so on. But we we just always belir- believed nature first, right? It's like let's right. start with what we know the body can do. Um, if we looked at something like uh, let's say a cold virus, and you know we we never really believed in per say the germ theory where once there's a germ everybody gets sick because if that were the case if the cold was going around every single person would have the cold mm-hmm. and that's just not the case some people do get the cold some people don't get the cold so i was always intrigued as to well what causes some people to get the cold and other people not to get the cold like what is that factor mm-hmm. and ultimately to me it it boiled down to you know when someone has a healthier internal environment or a healthier Um, body, you know, physically, they're doing better, emotionally, they're doing better. Overwhelmingly, it seemed that those individuals seemed to be healthier, and they didn't succumb to the common illnesses that would, you know, especially up in Canada, (laughs) tend Mm -hmm. to circle between the months of October and April. So, you know, I, for me, it became more about educating people on how do we build up that level of health from the start instead of waiting to get sick how do we stay healthy to begin with and that's why this whole educational piece was so critical for me um and for us to be able to teach our patients and teach our communities because it wasn't just within our practice it was you know at local libraries or local moms groups or whatever it was that people asked us to come speak at and um we just really sort of took it and, and ran with it. And then essential oils, of course, fit into that because it was about prevention and about, you know, staying healthy from the start versus waiting to get sick.
0: Right. You know, I just love that you brought that up because I feel like now there's so much fear around, you know, just germs and sickness. Yeah. And, you know, just talking about the flu shot, that's just a whole other can of worms. I realized that, but <laughs> it's just, it, there's so much fear that goes in that. Rather than why don't we turn some of that focus to what can we do to stay well? You know, what can we do to help support our bodies in the first place so that we're not so susceptible? And I think that's a great place to kind of sit for a minute because I know that, you know, just in hearing you talk, you can help somebody really form a wellness toolbox. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I call it sort of this this toolbox that parents have at our disposal, or not just parents, but human yeah. beings have it. But let's say adults in general, because whether we have kids or not, we all have the same toolboxes available to us if we so desire. Meaning we know that we can eat well, we know that we can exercise regularly, but then taking it more to a level of how can we support ourselves um, at home with things that aren't just Clearly, you know, just absolute must-haves in our body. I mean, we know that we need to move. No, ever, no one is going to debate the fact that we need to exercise on a mm-hmm. regular basis, and that eating healthier is certainly better than eating non-unhealthy, uh, unhealthily. Yeah. Um. You know, we need sleep and so on. So those are the non-negotiables. They're their requirements for life. Um. But then the next level of that comes into play of, well, you know, where some people may choose to go the Western medical route in terms of, Hey, I get a cold and I'm going to get a medication. We looked at it and said, well, what can we put in our home health toolbox that were preventative options that were supportive options that even if our kids did get sick, okay, well, what could be our first line of defense that we knew would have no side effects, no, um, You know, long, like no detrimental effects on our Mm -hmm. kids, and instead we could use these tools. So for us, it was simple things. um, Well, essential oils played into that. We were Mm -hmm. using naturopathic remedies. Um, We even things like elderberry syrup or something that just gave us something a little bit of an alternative to a traditional cough medicine. Um, I'll use the perfect example. Recently, my son, right over Christmas, just got slammed with something, and you know, healthy kid, but let's be honest, sometimes we just we do get sick or our defenses are down and you know, it's Christmas, there's more treats, there's more excitement and, and everything. So his, his whole energy was totally different. Um, and he just, he got slammed at Christmas with this, with this cold and this cough that just kept lingering. And, um, you know, we were using numerous different things and like essential oils and so on. And then what happened was when we finally, we did some Manuka honey and some Uh, elderberry syrup and some oils, combine them and just had them take that. And it was like night and day within 24 hours. And I'm thinking, gosh, like every parent should at least Mm -hmm. know that these options exist Mm -hmm. because I feel that we're much more empowered when there's just something so empowering from a parental perspective and take my health background aside. When I can help my kid get healthy and feel better and function better with things that I can just concoct at home in terms of natural remedies that have been proven. I mean, we know that these help, sure. mm-hmm. it's, it's a great feeling to know that that's supporting his health and we're not going to have the side effects that are so common in, you know, other conventional or conventional ways of, of trying to heal and, and healthcare and self-care stuff.
0: Yeah, completely. You know, I think it's just so interesting taking that different approach and it really is, it has to be somewhat a mindset shift. I think, Um, but you know, when our kids are, you know, not feeling well, or we're not feeling well, it's just so much of a gut reaction to go to the drugstore and get an OTC or Mm -hmm. call the doctor and say, I need (laughs) an antibiotic, whatever it might be, because maybe that's what your mom did, or maybe that's what you're used to. And there's, and you know, we're, we're not, I I know that I'm not, I know can speak for you. We're not saying that shaming anybody that does that but oh no no. you know why why not think about a different way that you can take care of yourself and just give it a shot you know it's almost like just 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 try it out because once you do it's just like a whole new world it really is and I was you know we were talking um before we got started with the interview about how my daughter's been sick and you know it's just she came home from school just like a lot of times and and you just doesn't feel well you know you can just tell and she had a fever and Just the fact that I know exactly what to do, you know, I know exactly what the protocols to start and what to start doing to help support her body. It just, it's just such a good feeling as a mom. And then just to see that she's comforted because I'm confident in that. And Mm -hmm. so many times there's just, there's that state of fear that we feel and then they can feel that. And it's just, it's just such a great thing to be able to give them that confidence as well, because it really does have to start with us as being confident as parents, I believe.
1: Absolutely. And to your point, we can only make the decisions based on the information we have, right? Mm-hmm. So if we've grown up in, uh, if someone's growing up in an environment where conventional medicine was just simply the option, that was the only option that was available, mm-hmm. then, you know, if that's their framework, if that's their frame of reference for everything, well, sure, it's going to be completely different. And, you know, what we're discussing might seem <laughs> like yes. just crazy talk however <laughs> I, I don't feel that in this day and age we can say oh well we just didn't know because the information is out there it's just a matter of if it intrigues someone they need to seek the answers and certainly on the internet alone there's I mean oh my goodness an abundance of information that you can yes. get from and um yeah I think it, it just but people have to be willing to Try it right and recognize that it this isn't a fast, well, this isn't a band aid approach. This is about really creating better health habits from day one and working from a preventative app, um, preventative aspect. And then, if and when someone does get sick, which I actually think getting sick is a good thing, which is a whole other conversation yes. piece, <laughs> but right. when you know, I, but I still like when my kids get sick, we, we take the wait and see approach just to see how they do. And, and if, mm-hmm. if it's dragging on and they're not able to kick it, well then absolutely. I don't want my kids to be sick. Don't get me right. wrong. I mean, it, you know, I don't want them miserable. I don't want them to be in pain or discomfort. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of recognizing when do we step in or when do we honor the body's processes? Like if my child has a fever, which we've, you know, Maggie this weekend had a fever and, mm-hmm. um, she's our six-year-old and uh, the fever was sleeping a lot and uh, it threw up once. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was just sort of taking a step back and watching. And she was still engaged. She was still talking with me. She was still doing her thing. She was accepting liquids and uh, peeing normally and so on. So I knew that the fever was there, but she wasn't dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Fever's there for a reason, you know, it's there to kill off whatever invading mm-hmm. organism is in the body. And we just kind of let her body do what it needed to do, and supported it with, um, you know, we're we chiropractors, so my husband was adjusting her, and yeah. I was. We were using the oils, making sure she was getting some homemade soup in her and some liquids, and it passed within forty eight hours beautifully, and. I know that because we didn't interfere from a perspective of trying to stop a fever, like I just don't believe in stopping a fever Mm -hmm. unless it's like off the charts and the child isn't responding appropriately. But yeah, you know, we just sort of let her do her thing. And when, as long as we were keeping an eye on her and making sure she was okay, you know, her body beat whatever this was on its own and her body will only be stronger as a result going forward. So I, I, I definitely take a different approach, to looking at how we we take care of our kids with regards to their health. But I think as you described, there is such a fear. The second one of our kids gets sick, people Mm -hmm. think, oh my gosh. And they're, you know, they're, they're very quick to jump on the, let's, you know, get rid of the symptoms with Tylenol or whatever it is. And I Mm -hmm. just say, well, you know what, let's maybe see how the baby, the child does on their own and, and, and move forward if we need to afterwards.
0: Right. And, you know, just listening to this, obviously you're a chiropractor. I'm a pharmacist. So you, you know, you might think, well, gosh, I don't have that medical background. So you guys are just more informed. So it's easier for you to take that approach. Just like you had said earlier, ignorance is a choice these days. Mm -hmm. You can look up so much on the internet and be informed about what to look for when something is really kind of, you know, as far as a fever or signs of your child, you know, not urinating, not responding, all of those things, it's very easy to know those things and to really assess your children because, you know, knowing those few things and just really having that intuition, you really know when something's wrong, real wrong, you know, either it's going on for too long or they're not responding or or whatnot. So just really taking that approach is something that it's, it's really a gift to your, to your child And to you, because you just don't stress out over things when they come up, right? You just know, okay, I'm going to use my judgment, right? That you've, and the knowledge that you've gained and really just let the body do what it's supposed to do and what it really, you know, is trying to do.
1: Sure. I I think, yeah, to, just as you described earlier too, I think we've just, um, we've been feared into thinking that the moment something's wrong that like the moment that there's a symptom, something must be drastically wrong. And as parents, I think in general, uh, not everyone, but I do feel that a lot of parents have felt that the power has been taken away from them. Right. And we have not been told to listen into our intuition or to listen to that little voice inside of us that says, Hey, something's wrong. Um, before Maggie started to exhibit a bunch of symptoms, we had been out playing throughout the day and she just kind of got quieter and quieter throughout the the afternoon. And I was watching her and you know it was interesting cuz there was supposed to be a, an event she was going to that night and mm-hmm. my she wanted to go so badly and she was putting on this brave face and my my internal voice was saying don't let her go i just something's mm-hmm. off here and i did not listen to that internal voice and sure enough within an hour i got a call saying i think you better come pick up Maggie she's not feeling <laughs> <laughs> well and sure. so, you know but had i listened to that in, i think we, we can't you know, that's an example of where she was so excited. But when we listen to that internal voice as, as parents or as adults and say, you know, trust that, that voice, trust that intuition, that innate wisdom that's saying something's off here, just keep an eye on your kids. And to the same point, when they are getting ill... If there is a fever or something, just just listen in and, and watch your kids and be observant. And if you start to get nervous, that's why healthcare professionals are there. Yeah. I'm not saying that we. I mean, we have used and have great relationships with the medical profession in our neighbor in our community. And um, you know, my son has been at a phenomenal hospital down in in Toronto for previous issues over the last couple of years with his with his gut mm-hmm. and some blood issues. And I am so internally grateful for the fact that they are there. When they're needed, um, I just feel that we are very quick in general as a society to jump to the need of the me- or to the to we, we ask the help of the medical profession where it's not necessarily the best interest of the child at that point. You know, maybe really we just need to sort of wait and see and see how they're doing and and when it does become um, a situation where we need medical care, then absolutely that's what they're there for. But certainly, you know, I don't know about it in the states, but up here in Canada, we have major issues with overrun emergency rooms and, yeah. um, you know, uh, health clinics because people are going there with non-emergency situations. Right. Yeah, and it's definitely. just stuff that, they, that really don't
0: need to be dealt with. Yeah. Sure. In the, from the medical profession. I agree. That's yeah. such a great point about that. Um, I love this conversation and I love following along with you on social media and we're going to um, link you up with um, Andrea at the end so you can follow along with her if you want. But, kind of want to pivot just a little bit and talk about your 5am routine. (laughs) And you know, this kind of goes along with it because that's part of your health toolbox, right? You know, and just kind of keeping along with that theme. So tell us a little bit about why you wake up at such a early hour and why <laughs> it's so important to you and um, just give people a little peek into why they might want to consider waking up a little earlier because I I, I know why I like to do it, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> sure. Yeah.
1: Um, so 5 a.m. is my wake up call and I do use an alarm, although I got a new alarm that is just a light alarm versus a sound alarm. So it's, it's kind of an, a gentler you know, wake cycle for me. Uh, But yeah, I do. I love waking up at 5am. I have played with the 5am hour for a number of years. I have memories with my youngest, or excuse me, my oldest. So Mm -hmm. looking at 12 years ago, being up at 5am with her, not because she was waking me up, but because I chose to wake up at that time. Uh, So it's gone off and on over the, over the years with kids and so on. But Mm -hmm. for me, 5am, well, with three kids, a husband, a full-time job, a dog, a house, et cetera, is literally the only time where I can get peace and quiet by myself yes. <laughs> for at least an hour sometimes too if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it because it is the time that I can dedicate solely to myself. Um, my routine very loosely is, you know, get up. Uh, I tr- if I'm really feeling good, I will um, get a quick workout in for about 15 minutes. And just that might just mean getting on the treadmill or mm-hmm. doing some squats or something, but just to, to kind of wake me up out of my sleep um but then what i love about that 5am hour is getting a nice cup of tea and journaling and doing gratitude i do some meditation i will read and basically just fill my heart and my soul and my mind with inspiring thoughts and what sets me the course for the day it's it's an opportunity at the very end of it to look over my day my schedule mm-hmm. kind of get a flow for you know what am i going to do with the kids first thing in the morning are lunches packed uh, are there any school forms i need to make sure are signed And then having those first two hours versus me getting up with them usually around seven o'clock and me like bolting out of bed, getting Mm -hmm. things done and kind of joining that fray. It just didn't give me the opportunity to, to breathe and have my own space and kind of center myself for the day. I completely agree.
0: Now, questions people may be thinking, Mm -hmm. when do you go to bed? (laughs) <laughs> and how do you not fall asleep after you get up those are two things that's sure. Thinking. so talk on that
1: <laughs> so if like you could go back to my girlfriends in grade four and they will tell you how much i covet my sleep i mean yes. sleep for me is absolutely critical so i do i wind down i shut most electronics off unless i have a call um after eight o'clock so i don't look at my phone i don't do anything after eight i am usually in bed at nine and um I do have my phone with me in the room because I do a meditation before I go to bed as well. So usually by 9.15, I'm in bed. I do a 10-minute meditation, and I'm out by 9.30. I usually fall asleep while I'm meditating, to be honest with you. Okay. So usually asleep by 9.30. Asleep by 9.30. Like 10 o'clock is late for me. Um, Yes. So that gives me a solid seven hours of sleep, which does not interfere with me. Uh, the first, so what I would say is anyone getting started, if it intrigues you, there's a really great book called the 5am club by Robin Sharma, who Mm -hmm. is one of my most favorite, um, self-development authors. Mm -hmm. And he, he wrote a book. It's recent. It was back out in 2018, I believe. Um, so he kind of gives you the framework for it and gives you the, the background behind it. So the first few, days actually i would say the first 3 days i was like i am a rock star i'm <laughs> going to do it. like you just feel amazing yeah. and then day 4 hits and you're like oh my goodness i'm so tired mm-hmm. because the excitement maybe is we- you know wearing off a little bit um but if i just implore people and this is what i talk to on my team and i talk to my friends and and uh, when i had patients that were asking about it just keep going keep getting through because once you're in that routine of getting up at 5 and going to bed a bit earlier it just becomes routine and it's addictive. I mean, if I don't, for whatever reason, get my 5am because maybe one of the kids was sick or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or my, you know, something happened throughout the night where I just didn't yeah. um, get a full night's sleep, um, I might choose to sleep in until 6.30 or seven. And I, I'm just not the same person throughout yeah. the day without that time in the
0: morning. Now, um, do you get up early on the weekends? I do. You do. Uh, oh, that's I something I struggled with. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: only because I thought, well, for me, this is I've got some very big goals and plans for my life, and for my, for especially for this year, I've, I've got lots of stuff on the go, and it. One of the things that Robin talks about, I think one of the quotes from his is part time um, a part-time commitment leads to part-time results. Mm -hmm. And so I chose to commit to 5am. You don't need to commit to 5am every morning. Um, I chose to commit to 5am. I've been back on the, the wagon with that since about December. I was in Guatemala in November with the doTERRA event. And, Mm -hmm. um, I got sick when I came back. So I really needed to just focus on my health for a while and so I got back on it in December and I have been consistent. Even on Christmas morning, I was up at 5 a.m. for myself. And wow. New Year's Day, I was up at 5 a.m. even though we went to bed at 1230. Um, oh, my goodness. Just, yeah. yeah. But, but that's because, honestly, once I decide I'm going to do something, I am like, I am on, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to do it. So I have a really strong willpower with certain things. And it just, it means that much to me to get up at 5 a.m. I love
0: that. Now, speaking about the how do you not fall asleep? <laughs>
1: well, I drink a lot of tea. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a not, I am I'm don't like coffee, but I do drink tea. I drink water throughout the day, and I have dance breaks regularly. So I will put on my favorite jam and just dance like a fool around my house. Um, not for long, maybe two, three, four minutes, you know, just one or two songs. Um, but that kind of ups my energy and gets me going. Um, I also tend to do a second quick workout for 10 minutes, not much, but just enough to kind of get my heart rate going. And, um, right before I pick up the kids from school and it just gives me enough to, to kind of get through the day, but I I do get a solid seven hours. So I think that just because I've adjusted my bedtime, it doesn't bother me so
0: much. Okay. Like in the, like right when you wake up, I guess you do the workout to stay up to kind of wake your body. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: always do a workout before 7.30 in the morning, um, regardless. And it's not long. My workouts are an hour long. I mean, they're 20, 25 minutes at the most. Mm -hmm. And then I do another 10 to 15 minute one, usually around three o'clock. And then I go pick up the kids from school.
0: Okay. Yeah. Great. Because I think those are some things that people wonder like, oh, am I going to survive this? (laughs) Your body (laughs) will adjust, right? It adapts. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I talked to a lot of people, I've, I've had patients in the past who did shift work and who did, um, you know, I had a radio personality that I used to take care of. So they, uh, you know, they, they have those crazy hours that I thought was crazy. They were waking up at three in the morning. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, you know, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Um But they, you know, they have the same stories, their bodies just adapt. And the more the consistency with it, which is why also I do it on the weekends, because I think if I were to sleep in on the weekends, I'd have
0: trouble Monday morning. I think that's part of my issue. (laughs) You know, because I'm like, Oh, I want to sleep in. But then it's like, I just don't, feel as good. And I just don't know if those couple extra hours of sleep are worth it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think you have to figure that out for yourself though. So you totally do, but an an earlier bedtime helps for sure. Definitely. Um, now two things, um, I wanted to kind of ask you about, Mm -hmm. I already asked you this, but you know, other people might be curious, what kind of tea do you drink? Mm -hmm. I know you love tea. So I'm like, I I want to know what kind of tea you drink.
1: (laughs) So in the morning, I love chai tea. It's my absolute favorite tea. And I've been hooked on chai. I used to be a chai latte from Starbucks addict. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, And then I found out one day how much sugar was in a chai latte from Starbucks. (laughs) So I cut that out of my diet really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a very kind of decadent. So here's my thing. If I'm getting up at 5 a.m., I want something decadent and so I will have a really like beautiful hot tea with stevia I love to put in it which is um, an all-natural sweetener Mm -hmm. and cream which I think is sacrilegious for most people that drink tea they think (laughs) milk and tea but I drink cream and tea Mm -hmm. um And then I love chaga tea, which is like a mushroom based tea um, or green tea in the evening. I will do green tea because I don't, I just don't need caffeine um, after four o'clock. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love that. Um, I just, I'm always interested, you know, for a tea, what does it look like? So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then one more thing, the meditation Mm -hmm. that you mentioned and just to speak on that just real quick, you know, I used to have this, I guess, negative connotation of meditation. Like, well, is that something weird do people like meditate on just, just strange things. But, um, I actually checked out because of your recommendation, the app called Headspace Yes, and I have really enjoyed it. So can you talk just a little bit and let people know kind of what that app's all about? Sure.
1: That's how I got into meditation. I very similar to you. I assumed that there were lots of great reasons. In fact, this is terrible. I used to tell patients, well, I think, you know, meditation, you should meditate, but I wasn't really a big Meditator myself. I used to fall asleep all the time when I would meditate, so it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that I really uh, could focus on for one, because that was, I think, part of my challenge is that I would, my brain would just start, instead of me focusing on the meditation, it would focus on the 8,000 tasks I had that day or that week. Mm -hmm. So Headspace I loved because it was guided for one. Um, And I mean, the gentleman's voice, his name is Andy. can't remember his putty Andy Puttycomb. I think is his last name. I know for sure it's Andy. Um, and his voice was almost hypnotic, and I yeah. just absolutely love following it. And I started off super simple because they have options for three minute, five minute, ten minute, and twenty minute um meditations. So I looked at, at the time, I thought, 20 minutes. Who mm-hmm. in the right mind has 20 mm-hmm. minutes to meditate? Um so I started off for three minutes because that's what I, and I figured if I can focus on this for three minutes, I can do that. And for a whole week, I just did three minute meditations Mm -hmm. and then I moved up to five minute and 10 minute. And now at the end of 20 minutes, I absolutely love it. And I will off, I will, I do most mornings, 20 minutes in the morning and then a 10 to 15 minute meditation at night. Um, and what I love about headspace is that it tracks it for you. So it Mm -hmm. shows you your, your, what they call your run streak. So how many days in a row that you meditate And then it also, regardless of whether you take a break from it or you come back to it, it will count the number of minutes in total that you do, uh, that you meditate as well. So I'm almost a thousand now at this point, And Ooh, yeah. um, I missed one day and I hadn't realized I'd missed it, but something happened in the morning and I couldn't meditate. But I was up over 45 days in a row uh, in terms of meditating. And now I'm back to three. Oh, <laughs> but but uh, so I was, I, I, anyways, it was just one of those <laughs> moments where I was like, no, I was doing yeah. so well. I'm a very big, like anyone that knows me knows that I I'm, I'm highly competitive. And yeah. so
0: I get funny. competitive
1: with myself. Yeah. So, so now I have to break my streak.
0: <laughs> I really love though, the headspace app because it it really, all he's doing is just teaching you to calm the thoughts in your brain. Yes. And we yes. have so many thoughts, right? I mean, there's just so much, so many things that are swirling around in there. Maybe it's just me, but I, I really feel so such a difference after I just sit there and meditate like you said for even three, five ten minutes it's mm-hmm. not really that long and I mean it's crazy how my whole body relaxes and I just release all that stress and all that just anxiousness maybe you know whatever's going on during the day I just I love it so I just oh, yes. wanted to touch on that because it doesn't have to be something that's an hour long or that's weird or whatever. <laughs> It's really not chanting. (laughs) It's almost a form of self care to me because it helps me, um, just stay more focused and stay more calm and stay more present. So, um, I think we can all use that. So if you are interested in any of those things and want more of those in your life, check out the Headspace app. Yes, totally.
1: And to your point, I, what I loved, one of the things that he talked about is with all those thoughts that are swirling, um, you know, with meditation, our our focus is on the breath or a part of the body or wherever it is. But our mind will wander. I mean, and so I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest deterrents for people is that they think, "Oh gosh, my mind will wander." And I mean, everyone's mind wanders at least in the beginning. And he described it as this isn't about trying to silence those thoughts or playing whack a mole with the mm-hmm. thoughts and and trying to make them go away. But it's more of gently recognizing them and then dismissing them and back to the thought at hand, which if it's your breath or whatever that you're trying to focus
0: on it, he does a beautiful job of explaining things. I agree for, for anybody, you know, yes. <laughs> which is yes. great. Um, so I, I just, I just wanted to kind of cover that for a minute. Mm-hmm. I know people may be interested in that. So the name of this podcast is take the upgrade. And before we get off, you know, I kind of just want to you know, kind of sum up everything that we've talked about and just ask you, like, what do you think is the most pivotal upgrade that you've ever taken? Mm, well,
1: <laughs> so many. However, um, I would say the biggest upgrade was in, from a business standpoint for me was, was taking on a business and personal life coach. Cause it affected my, my person, uh, my personal mm-hmm. life as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about a year and a half ago. And I worked, um, I actually just decided in, in January to take a bit of a break and focus on a couple of other things. But for the last year and a bit, I was working with a, a coach who called them a life coach or business coach. It kind of encompassed both because yeah. for me, it's so integral, right? Like they just play yes. upon one another. Um, that was the most money I think personally I've ever spent on myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even describe the effects I mean it, it just in in so many amazing ways, my relationships are better, my finances are better, my business is thriving, my relationship with my kids and my um like when I say work home balance i don 't believe that there's ever balance, but I think that is yeah. a term that maybe people can understand um you know i've learned to to shut down my phone when my kids are home versus oh, before I would have geez. my phone on in the background right so yes um She, I'm so ever grateful to this woman. Name was Rochelle, and she really helped me get very, very clear with what my goals were, what what my wants and my desires were, and then helped me come up with a structure or a um, a plan, in other words, to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, from an upgrade standpoint, that Mm -hmm. that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty pivotal for me over the last year and a half.
0: You know, um, just thinking about uh, being present. And, mm-hmm. and, and balance. Um, I think presence is the new balance because, you know, if you're not where you are and you're constantly everywhere at all times, that's just, yeah, that's, it's bad. It's a bad combination. Yeah. So, um, and, and speaking about a coach, sometimes we just think, you know, people think, what is a coach? And that's weird if you have a life coach. And I don't know about that. And, you know, I recently started working with someone as well. And really what they do is they just, they just listen. Mm -hmm. And they help you work through your thoughts and they help you kind of form a plan and, and make the changes. And, And then there's some accountability there as well. And it may be different for you, but I really think it is just having that third party there. You know, sometimes it's just you and your thoughts, like you need somebody to help you get those out and to really come to your, basically they're helping you come to your own conclusion. But it's, it's definitely something that, you know, if you have your own business, that I feel is a huge upgrade that you can take. And it's really, really helped me a lot as well. So I love that. Good. Good. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So just a few bonus questions for you. Um, sure. I'm always interested to know um, some of these things. So what, what book are you reading right now?
1: <laughs> well, I have three, I <laughs> often have two or three books on the go, but the the big ones right now um, I'm read, reading uh, Brenda Burchard's new book. Um, Oh my gosh, habits. Uh, high performance something. habits. High, high performance habits. Thank you. Ooh, That's, I want to start reading that one. Is it bridges. good? Uh, it is. It's very good. Um, I, I'm i a personal development guru. Like I just love anything yes. that is going to help me be a better leader, be a better parent, be a better educator and so on. So I really love anything in that realm. Um, and I'm really enjoying, I would say I'm maybe a, f- ooh, a fifth of the way through the book. So I just have just sort mm. of started to chip away at it. Uh, But what I love about it is that there's a lot of self-reflective questions in there. So I find that I have to stop, write down the answers. So it's not a quick book to go through if Mm -hmm. you do it the way it's intended. Sure. Um, I finished up Brene Brown's Dare to Lead not too long ago, which I've read all of her books over the years and just really adore her. Um, Of course, Rachel Hollis was a huge book last year that I read, The Girl, Wash Your Face, Cannot Wait for Her Girl Stop Apologizing to come out in March um and what's the last? Oh, the 5 a.m. Club by Robin Shrama. Okay, I just finished that, that one. Yes. Up, so, we'll definitely yeah.
0: link all those up for sure. Those are some great ones. Um yeah. So what can you not live without right now? Oh gosh.
1: Well, the, okay, the first three things, tea. Tea, um, essential oils is just, I mean, I that's my yeah. life. I mean, I yeah. teach on it and it, but I literally I can't imagine a day that goes by without wearing them and diffusing them and using them. So that's a huge mm-hmm. um, component. And then, believe it or not, we started... I don't know if... It, I mean, it's certainly something I could live without, but we started rock climbing as a family, and that connection time for the five of us to to live with, it's bouldering. It's not full-on rock climbing with harnesses, mm-hmm. but all five of us can go, and it's a lot of fun to okay. just be there with my kids. Yeah, I think any connection time with my family is, is something... I can't live without it. I mean, that's not you know, that's not good for anybody. Um, and so when we have something that we're all kind of learning and I mean, everyone is learning, there's no expert in our family. So it's all of us sort of laughing and having fun and, and,
0: and learning along the way. Yeah. I love that. Um, you seem like you really like to have a lot of fun, which I love, I just love that, right? You're just, I just attracted to those type of people because I always am looking to just love, live life more and, and live it fully and have fun. So I love that you mentioned rock climbing. I just think that's awesome that you can do that with your family. <laughs>
1: I saw your Instagram photo the other day about you having fun. Was it on a, you were dancing or there was something? Yeah, I was on a trampoline. <laughs> a trampoline, that's right. Yeah. I was like, that's totally something. Um, we would, yeah. I, I, well, this is a, pr- I mean, anyone that's over the age of 35 that has kids will understand that. I'm terrified of trampolines because, um, <laughs> because of bladder issues oh, on, yeah. <laughs> on trampolines. But any, but yet it's so much fun. We have a trampoline up at our cottage and every time we're up there, I mean, you can't not jump on it, but I'm always terrified of them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's sort of like a love, hate relationship. I love that. That's funny.
0: <laughs> okay. So last question, mm-hmm. what is your favorite healthy snack and favorite indulgence?
1: Oh, well, guacamole with any type of vegetable stick is like a carrot stick or peppers yeah. or broccoli, mm-hmm. anything along those lines. That's my go-to in the afternoon when I'm hungry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that my, my indulgence. Oh, so I would, I know the popular response is chocolate, but I would yeah. say caramel is any, like caramel over chocolate uh, yeah. for me any day. Yum. Yeah. yeah, caramel is, and we have up here, we do maple, like pure maple syrup on snow um, oh. in the winter time. And then like you, you make it into this caramelly maple syrup treat because you wrap it around a like a popsicle stick. Oh, one, one day you'll have to come up and visit us in the frozen Definitely. tundra and uh, <laughs> if I can convince you to come up here in uh, in the cold and uh, we'll take you out and we'll we'll make maple sugar treats in our backyard.
0: That is neat. I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. My kids would love that.
1: <laughs> they would It's you know what Canada gets a bad rap this time of year, but it is it is beautiful if you have the right appropriate sure. clothing to be outside with.
0: Exactly. Oh gosh, this has been great. I just know people are going to love following along with you on an everyday basis. So tell them how they can get in touch with you and just follow along as you kind of go through, you know, living out what, what all you've talked about. I just love, I love that. So sure. tell them how they can follow along. Thank you.
1: Um, I have a website. Um, it's just like Dr. Andrea Ryan. So D R Andrea com. Uh-huh. Um, and then really I'm just on sort of Facebook and Instagram. I do have Pinterest and YouTube, but it's all under the same name, like just Dr. D.R. Andrea Ryan.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thanks again for joining in with us on the podcast today. And I know that, um, people are really going to just get some practical things and ways that they can make their own toolbox at home and just maybe, maybe get up a little earlier and take the upgrade that way too.
1: Oh, I thank you so much for having me. And I hope that, that, you know, someone's gotten something out of this and um, yeah, it's just been an honor. Thanks, Carrie.
0: Thank you for spending time with us today for free resources and materials, head over to a and make sure to follow us on social media. You will find those links in the show notes. It would mean so much to us if you would leave a review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Share this episode with someone that you know would love it. This is how we can get our message out to more people. And until next time, don't forget to take the upgrade in some small way today.